on maynard.com.au. Ah, yes, the bird song of Glebe. There's a whole bunch of bird song. Whippets, greyhounds, whatever hangs out in the trees. It's making noises. It's time for... Bunga Bunga 44. Let's just pause briefly for some of the huge praise that has been lavished upon us by Who Are These Podcasts. It doesn't get much better than this. These two Aussies put on a show called Bunga Bunga. Yeah. It is fast-paced. It's high energy. Yeah. It's throwing shit at a wall. That's almost a bit fawning, Tim. It is a bit fawning. It's hard to believe these guys have over 12 million listeners worldwide. And it's even harder to believe they've given us such a rave review. Thank you. Thank you so much. Who are these podcasts? It's totally confusing. It lacks any form of entertainment. I can't figure out what's going on. It's not just their accents and their slang. I don't know what's going on. Yeah. A shit show every there week. There is. Shitstorm is a, is a term of endearment, isn't it? It certainly is. Well, if you're outside. And in Bunga Bunga 44, you will hear... I'm too sexy for my shirt. And this... Some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And Tim's very interested in... <laughs> yes, but once you hear it, you won't want to listen to the whole thing. Just one Cornetto. Sure, you wouldn't like this instead. Now that's much better. It's healthy and it's good. There were complaints that there is random background noise during the show. Yes, I can't believe 12 million people are walking around the planet thinking that the Madame Fru Fru Cafe is fake. I mean, it's hard to believe. That it's fake because we're sitting right here next to the sound effects machine. Hello, hello, hello. Have you changed your opinion of Bunga Bunga? No, I still think it's a bit like a bacon egg roll. Could you tell people that the Madame Fufu Cafe is real? It is, in fact, real. She's off to uni. She's doing well with an arts degree. The sad fact is, what will she do once she leaves uni, Tim? Well, she could use her arts degree as a flotation device. Case of turbulence, arts degree do drop from the overhead locker. And when they drop, well, they sort of flutter down. But of course, you actually have to use your own arts degree before sharing your arts degree with someone else. And once they get soggy, you've got to go and do medicine. Quite often you'll hear the captain say, Ah, oh, could somebody with an arts degree let themselves be known to the stewards? Here on that Bunga Bunga 44. I believe there's an actual Bunga Bunga page in the Kama Sutra. Doesn't everybody know that? You've snuck out. Normally I, I get you from your fortress of arrogance and poo. And it's poo because Hitler is not happy. He's not happy at all. And that is how the cat expresses his feelings. With all the different medicines you take, are steroids of any use for MS or not? Yeah, yeah. If you have a flare-up of your MS where your autoimmune system acts like a bunch of Collingwood fans and starts eating the myelin that surrounds the nerves in your brain, then uh, you can actually speed up the process of slowing that attack down and steroids are the thing they put you on it for a few days you lie in hospital reading books tweeting to the world feeling a million bucks not being able to sleep wanting to go out and write a book direct a movie all at the same time making all sorts of promises like yeah yeah let's make that movie and yeah i can join the basketball team put these on nurse 
there's a lot going on in this brown, round country of ours. News. Jim, I believe art is the big word for you. I'm doing an art exhibition, Maynard. I'm doing a, an exhibition of my art, and it's going to be on the 18th of February in Sydney, in Surrey Hills of all places. I was unaware they let artists near Surrey Hills. It's going to be at the Campbell Project Space. There will be a link to it in the show notes. Will there be very cheap white cask wine available? There will actually be some quite classy wine because it's art. You come along and you drink the classy wine and then you go, oh, I like that, and you drink a little bit more and you get drunk enough to buy my art. The place to go to is a website, 583, that's right, 583 elizabethstreetprojects.com where the art can be seen, but on the actual day on February 18th, between 4pm and 6pm only, come to the Campbell Project Space, 87 Campbell Street in Surrey Hills, Sydney, New South Wales, Australia, planet Earth, on the western spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy. It's going to be uh, open during business hours, isn't it? And people can wander in there and have a look. Um, No. No? (laughs) It's only two hours. You've got two hours to turn up, get drunk, buy art, and then get out of there. It's about creating an event, a party, as opposed to it hanging and taking up someone's wall space. Because it's only my art. I can draw and paint in the same way that someone who's taught themselves how to play music can play music. I'm self-taught as an artist. We thought a couple of hours, that's plenty for people to walk in, act judgmental and buy three or four paintings at bargain prices. I'll be there. We may even have the microphone and be talking to people as they turn up. I've exhibited art all around the Western world and it's been snapped up by people only after gigs. You should know better. Yeah, they should know better. People were fighting over it in Edinburgh, fighting over my art. Go figure. There's got to be something there. 583 elizabethstreetprojects.com. Get in there and have a look at Tim's stuff, but you've got to do it on that day which is the 18th. The 18th of this month's going to be huge. What's new in the Maynard world? Oh, I was an extra on Rake. You were an extra on Rake. Tell us about it, Maynard. Well, I can't really because I think he was experiencing a dream sequence the bit I was being filmed in. I always feel like I'm in a dream sequence whenever you turn up. This can't be still Maynard. He can't be still being Maynard, and yet here you are. Hi, this is Terry Gilliam. You're listening to the real-life fantasy world of Maynard. I'd be exhausted by now. And, of course, the other thing that's going on is that if you go to the Maynard SoundCloud page, there's a uh, about one-hour quarter mix of me DJing at the Electronic Club from September there, and it's all 80s, all mixed together. There's a link to that in the show notes. Have a listen to an hour and a quarter of my idea of 80s music. Put your Choose Life T-shirt on, put some gel in your hair, start talking about, yeah, I like Alien too. I think it's much better than Alien 1 and get into it. Well, that's pretty much the news there. A bit of music. A bit of art. I hate you! I hate you more! A bit of Ferguson. (laughs) Time for Crank Mail. Crank Mail, Crank Mail, Crank Mail. Is that the horse pissing, Tim? It actually is the horse pissing. We've played that many times and we've heard 
different nuances. But it is a horse pissing, and not just any horse. It's a horse called Gunsend, who was the Gundawindi Grey, one of the great jumpers, I think. And that's all I know about that. Although, my uncle was offered to buy him for a 100 bucks once in a pub. And he looked at the pony and he just said, no, no thanks. And the bloody thing went on to win all these races and all these prizes. And so he's quite famous in my family. But boy, could that horse piss. Listen to this. Man. Who are these podcasts? They just thought it was the best thing ever. Just listen to this. That's the randomness okay. and nonsense of this show. It's so, like, okay, here's our email segment and there's a horse pissing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. They certainly love it. I think they'll be getting their own animal pissing in their segments fairly shortly. Oh, I thought they did. Got a lot of crank mail. Uh, We'll have to summarise it, but I just want to say hello to Maud Minnelli, George Harab, our sceptical friend. He says that he loves the band ABC. Lexicon of Love loves that album. These are mainly a reaction to the music that I put up this morning. Estelle Morton from Sweden thought it was fantastic. She's actually going to be listening to that on her commute. What's a commute? Is that like a new earphone thing? Uh, I think a commute's a Swedish word for something that we don't really want to know. It's, it's probably taxed at 85%, whatever it is. I've bought a couple of commutes at Ikea. Yes, you can have the commute. It's sort of this weird little rotund thing. You sit on it and it spins. <laughs> Bannister as well from Lunar Module and uh, DJing around the place. He said that that set that I put up was legendary and he enjoyed seeing it live, particularly with the Bob Dylan cards that I held up. It like subterranean homesick blues, except I was holding up. If there was an O or an A in the vocals, you just hold it up like O-E-O, which happens a fair bit in Spandau Ballet. O-E-O. And that voice, you know, that voice, that 1980s singing voice, oh, oh, you know, where they go. I think what you're uh, trying to channel, Tim, and you can't quite put it into words, and I can understand that, is uh, Spandau Ballet, the uh, chorus of Instinction. It's my instinction. In fact, I can't even do it. Let's listen to that. McDermott could sing that? He could definitely sing. He can sing anything. He can sing the national anthem of any country, even the ones he doesn't like. Well, with the sound of the 431 in the background and the trimming going on, who are these podcasts loved the idea that we had all these background noises? Just listen to how much they love the idea of our background noises. Again, it's embarrassing the praise they heap upon it. Here's the thing that's going on. I don't know that they're actually in a cafe. It sounds like they just have this sound effect playing on a loop in their basement. Oh, yeah. Right? Because it's, well, it's almost too obvious with like the plates clinking. In, yeah, when you couple it with the cacophony of all the sound effects and shit, it's like, who, who knows what's going on? We blew their mind there, didn't we, Tim? We certainly did. I can't believe 12 million listeners... You can't have too much formatting. What do you think television taught us? Crank mail. Marianne, Louise and Jessica want to know, how is Kittler? They are concerned about Kittler's health because of his cyber leg he's got. Yes, he's had an operation. He has a new bionic leg. He told me to tell everyone, thank you very much for your cards, for your flowers. 
and for your little tens of whiskers that you've been sending through. He says he's fine and he's going to be up and about in just a few short months. Who are these podcasts did not believe that you had Kittler? Tim's cat, Kittler. Oh, yeah, yeah. That is fucking stupid. <laughs> if I was going to ask you about your dog, <laughs> and what am I going to do? I'd be like, oh, Andy, what do you have? A, a crow? <laughs> I know you don't own sheep, right? <laughs> or maybe you do. I don't know. Maybe there's a frog somewhere nearby. I don't know. It could be. It could be a fucking lion. I don't know. <laughs> could have given him a cute name like Puccellini or something? I, I should have. My dog's a dictator too. You have a dog called Puccellini? I find that hard to believe. I suppose that's sitting in the cafe as well. While we're talking about that, you know the sound effects that they think we have in the background? Yeah. I think anybody who listens to the Who Are These podcast podcast will be able to hear, oh wait, is that two very good looking Swedish people making sweet love in the back? I didn't hate it. It was fun. I was wondering what your angle was going to be. I like the guys. You can really hear the mouths smacking together. It's it's just the density of it is there's too much happening. You can really hear it coming together if if you really listen closely. Get one laugh in a half hour. And it goes on and on. Here's what I wrote down. This is the first time I've listened to hours of a podcast and I have no idea if I like it or not. What's going on, guys? Who's that in the background? Crank mail. Dave, my next door neighbour, sent us a email. He wants to know why does he keep getting attacked by Major Mitchell cockatoos? You know, uh, the magpie is actually our friend, but the cockatoo is not. Magpies swoop down to say, hello, how about that? You know, hey. Or as the cockatoo flies miles out of its way to swoop down on you. I would definitely take that personally. You can't trust cockatoos. I mean, they sound, they do not sound romantic. You never see a a loving setting of a a young colonial farmer um, and his young colonial farmer wife sitting there in the sunset as she listens to the beautiful chirping of the cockatoos. You are a farmer. Are they a danger to shipping and crops? A danger to shipping, crops, and also your fashion. They will dump on anything. Cockatoos, not at all a pleasant animal, which is why all they do is repeat themselves. Repeat themselves. They just repeat themselves. Crank mail! Grant McCarran also wants to know, have you thought about nitro-boosting your chair, turbocharging your chair and getting along there, Tim? I believe you've looked into that, would you? I certainly would, but now that I know that you're having a cockatoo problem, if you could catch all the cockatoos, we could attach strings to those birds and they could fly ahead, squawking, dragging me along. It'd be like Venus coming out of the waves, except there wouldn't be waves and there wouldn't be Venus, but there certainly would be a lot of cockatoos. It's time to put Tim in a place in history and ask him, so what would you do, smartass? Are you ready, Tim? No, I'm not ready. I wasn't prepared. I wasn't told this was happening. It's Tim's historical hypothetical. Can there even be such a thing? The time, last month, the place, Australia. You are Tony Abbott, going around the country doing your sporting thing, and you've been told, as the 431 goes past, 
And you've been told not to give Malcolm Turnbull too hard a time. And as the ex-Prime Minister, I must explain to people outside the country, Tony Abbott was not very popular, but he is very popular in his own mind. You're going to these sporting events, there's microphones everywhere. Do you restrain and not try and undercut the new Prime Minister? Or what do you do, Tony Abbott? Well, I think if you really want to undercut a Prime Minister and you're supposed to be supporting that Prime Minister, you don't undercut them. You do what is the immediate shark fin. For everybody knows, you give him unbridled support. You confirm your support for the Prime Minister because there's nothing that drags them down like a lead balloon than the support of their colleagues. You know there's a problem. Look, I'll, I'll just play the uh, part of the Australian media. Um, look, uh, Mr Abbott, Mr Abbott, of course he's wearing his red budgie smugglers, his little briefy swimmers. You've just swam 20 miles across the harbour, back and forth, back and forth. What do you think of the Turnbull government and the way they're handling the situation, the generic situation that's occurring at the moment, Mr Abbott? The Turnbull government has my complete support. And in the background there'd be some sort of noise? <laughs> oh, yeah, you've heard it before. <laughs> Tim Ferguson, making things right by making them wrong. Tim's historical hypothetical. R-r-rage. Let's have some fashionable music. Because it's time for Tim Ferguson's fashion tips. If you are going to the inflation nightclub in the 80s, what was Ferguson wearing to pick up the ladies? Or the men? Or the bar staff? Or the bouncer? At least you didn't get shot. I had a multicoloured coat in the houndstooth design. I wore my coat. With shoulder pads. And not only that, but you know the coats of the 80s where they had these sort of back flaps with buttons? It stood out. Even in inflation nightclub, it stood right out. It's time to get serious. If you are driving, pull over to the side of the road and, and take some drugs before proceeding any further because it's time for Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. You've got Triple J's Hottest 100. It's a hundred hits the listeners of Triple J select, and they all elected. And, of course, they moved the date to the day after Australia Day. And there was a kerfuffle, you know, and the Murdoch press carries on. Australia Day's been Australia Day for only about 30 years. So it's not like it was there from Federation. So everybody's having a huge kerfuffle about the number one hit. Pookie Snackenberger. Just one Pookie Snackenberger. It's a song sung by a talented African-American, but everybody complained because it's too commercial. People, listen to me. It's a government station. It's paid for by the government. The government pays everybody's checks. You are arguing about something that the government is broadcasting. Get it together. Stop listening to government stations. Or if you do listen to them, because they've got talented people, don't go then taking umbrage when you find out that the other listeners prefer commercial music. Because let's face it, commercial music is more popular for a reason. That's it. I'm done. Just one carnival. Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked.
Don't expect too much. But I would recommend that you get onto a Twitter or you go and look for Australian Kitsch. That's Australian Kitsch, the, the German spelling, K-I-T-S-C-H, Australian Kitsch. They had the coldest 100 that was running throughout the day. So whenever Triple J did a number, they would do a number as well. And our song that is very proudly about this great land of ours... came in at number two on the coldest 100 for Australian kitsch. And everybody wants to be number two. It's time to go as we play our number one song on the Bunga Bunga Hottest 100, Just Pipped, Pookie Snack and Burger. I thought they were going to get across the line again, but this is an amazing track. Oh, but hang on, before we go, let's have a listen to some more of that great praise from Who Are These Podcasts? Their podcast is unlistenable. (laughs) That's a nice way of saying it. I just want to hug them. I just want to hug them and say thank you, guys. So let's go out with number one on the hottest Bunga Bunga 100. Oh, my old man's a dustman. He wears a dustman's axe. He wears gold-blimey trousers. And he lives in the council flats. Next time you see a dustman looking all pale and sad, don't kick him in the dustbin. It might be my Lots of votes for this one, Tim. Bunga, bunga. <laughs> On maynard.com.au. AU. Bryson and Hume. Everything digital. <laughs>